the American dream has become a nightmare. Signs of the time are on cardboard on corners in town. Like a cancer that's silently spreading, there's an unspoken fear. We're on our way down. We must take America back. Main Street to Wall Street, cities and states, Washington D.C. Before it's too late, there's not long. We need leaders who lead us, not stick us and bleed us, then ransom our future and our children's. That's wrong. We must take America back as liberty weeps. Our forefathers spin in their graves. Pray God will bless some way out of this mess. We must take America back. Hey, welcome back, everybody, to our number two of the National Intel Report. Steve Starr is sitting in with you tonight in the place of Steve Elkins, who will be back. Great guest, my good friend, my brother. From another mother, <laughs> Rabbit Hole Radio, Popeye, and you can visit his uh, you can visit his uh, uh, Rumble site at Rabbit Hole Radio. He's going to be putting up these interviews pretty quick. I don't know if you got a clip or two. I'd love to hear it. But you know, before the break, uh, Popeye, we we're talking about Jack Ruby, and you know, this is kind of off the the cuff a little bit. But I remember seeing a video, and I can't remember who this Texas Ranger was. But when they arrested Ruby after he shot Oswald, they put him in, I guess it was Big Red or Old Red, the, the, the old courthouse down there downtown. I used to live in Dallas for a while, I remember it. And I think he was down there for a while, and he was in this cell sweating it out, sweating it out. And this Texas Ranger said, you know, Jack, you'll probably get the electric chair if he dies. And he was going, he was sweating it out. He says, how's Oswald? How's Oswald? And he says, well, you're going to probably get the chair if he dies, uh, uh, Jack, you know, and he's just sweating it out. And he says, uh, can I get anything for you? He says, uh, you want a cigarette? And he said, yeah, give me a cigarette. And he started smoking a cigarette, you know, and everything like that. And a few minutes later, not wasn't much longer, they came in and they said, I got bad news for you, Jack. Uh, Oswald died. And he says, suddenly, Ruby was very relieved. He said, do you want another cigarette? And he says, no, I don't smoke. And he, he was no longer sweating. He was no longer worried. He was very, very calm when he heard Oswald died. This is this is what this Texas Ranger said on this video, and he said, "I knew then, I knew then what had happened. I knew exactly what had happened here." You know, the old Texas Ranger said this. This is you know, this is after the fact. Of course, the eyewitness, the guy that was with Ruby in the cell, doesn't that confirm what you were just saying, Popeye, about what kind of pressure Jack Ruby was under if he didn't get Oswald taken? care of because Oswald was about to blow the whole thing open. Lee would have explained everything what was going on. Yes, that's a famous clip. I actually I, I believe I actually have the audio ah. of that guy being interviewed where he talked about Ruby was sweating bullets and as soon as he found out Oswald had died, he calmed down and then he was like, I don't even want a cigarette. I don't smoke. And he was like, you know, I, I, I don't smoke. I don't need a cigarette. Why would I want a cigarette? You know, uh, I don't even smoke. And uh, he like he immediately stopped sweating. He immediately stopped being nervous. And he wasn't the only one. There's other stories, too, where um, a man named, um, I believe his name was, I think it was, it was Andrew Liggett, uh, was the guy. Uh, he was the um, mortician that he did... Uh, he worked wonders on um, this came out in uh, the men who killed Kennedy series. He was uh, like a, uh, he, he was a guy who worked wonders on people. Like if, if you know, you had a family member who died and they, they had something happen and you know, they had like a horrific accident or something and it was, you know, Whatever it was, it was disfiguring, and you wanted to have like an open casket. He was the guy that you wanted to come and fix your family member, and he was like called up and whisked away right around the time of the assassination of President Kennedy. And for a couple of days, he disappeared. His his um, stepdaughters remember, and then he came back, 
and right right around the time he came back he his stepdaughters remember him uh whisking them away like everybody uh, he came back he grabbed his wife and his stepdaughters and like whisked them away to a hotel until um oswald was you know arrested uh and then he was read the whole time that oswald was arrested and being processed uh which wasn't that long it was only you know within like 48 hours uh the whole the the couple days the he was like you know glued to the news and then as soon as oswald's uh, oswald was killed on tv uh he he like he calm like he was like ner- a nervous wreck smoking chain smoking cigarettes same thing sweating and as soon as oswald was killed he calmed down and everything was cool and they they left the hotel and went back to, you know home and then um not sh- not long after that you know he died within a you know within like a month or two of of, of all of that he died i believe he was shot or something like that or he he was either shot or bludgeoned to death or something something happened wow. to him just like a lot of people that yeah died that mysterious deaths yes the, yeah. the the i have i have a, a clip about that too somewhere where wow. the, it's the the all the mysterious deaths uh, associated to the the kennedys yeah. uh or the kennedy assassination right it, 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 the list is, the list is long right let me just tell you the list is the list is long i believe it like the friends of bill you know what I mean? Uh, all the different people who knew the Clintons or had something in and out on them, you know, and uh, that has happened over and over. There's uh, they, some people have uh, considered the odds and said they defy uh, they defy uh, probability of a coincidence by far. So we know there have been a lot of people who were, were shot or killed or had a mishap of some sort. Some of the LBJ's associates as well. All of this was designed to keep it all covered up, and it has been all these years, friends. This is the country we live in. Can you imagine that? I mean, we're supposed to have a free and open government, and yet some of the worst criminals are actually the people who are in that government right now. And they're covering all kinds of things up. Look at uh, Hunter's laptop. Look at everything else that's going on right now. The entire insurrection of these people who want to control things. It's just absolutely outrageous. Now they're allowing all these uh, syndicated uh, criminals to come in here, these gangs, to over the border. They're bringing in guns. I mean, they are mounting a, uh, a hit squad of terrorists right now to the borders, and people are trying to stop it. I personally think the governors ought to get together and say, look, we're not going to have these people living in our state. And we have every reason and right with the Constitution to deny them. They're not here legally. You know, I'd like to see our we're going to have to get together on the local level, friends. We cannot expect Washington, D.C. to run things anymore. There's just far too much corruption in there. And it's evident. But anyhow, uh, I don't know where you want to go. We're talking about Judith Harry Baker, your recent uh, interviews with her. You've been interviewing her for years. She's got a lot of insight on all this. Uh, still a smart lady still out there. She's one of those who escaped and uh, only by happenstance is still around. And she had to go undercover for many years. Uh, is there anything that you want to, where do you want to go with this Popeye? Well, I mean, there's a, there's a ton of places that we can go right now. I'm looking to see if I can find that. I have a couple of Jack Ruby things. I'm looking to see if, Oh, here's, I have a, I have a whole bunch of thing about the strange deaths. I have a clip, uh, there's that clip about the strange deaths that uh, uh, connected to it. There's also the, I mean, there's like the death of eyewitness Lee Bowers. There, that guy, he died. Uh, he he witnessed the. He was in the the where there there was a train switching station that was right. behind right. where the. Um, where the uh, yeah. yeah the grassy knoll was there was a the, there was the grassy knoll and there there was like a parking lot behind it and there was like a train switching station that was behind that and he had like an elevated position sitting up in that switching station and he observed three three guys in that area of the grassy knoll and he died. He testified to this, and then he died in a single car accident. Of course, oh. 
and he would have had a, he would have had a rear view of the three guys behind the fence. Yes. And yes. Uh, yeah, I remember his testimony. Uh, you know, I don't know the terrain. And I don't want to get off tra- track there, but I, there was one man that said that there was somebody inside a box car too, uh, wearing a foreign uniform, and he had fired several rounds. The, the box car was open. The door was open, slided up, and he had a mounted uh, a rifle in there, and he ejected a, 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 several of the casings. And this guy even picked him up and brought him in. The FBI didn't want to see it. So, I mean, there's a lot of questions because there was that triangulation setup there that uh, was perfect for the shooting. And obviously, the, the, the fatal shot from came from the front and not from behind. It couldn't have been a Lee Harvey Oswald. So, I mean, it couldn't have been. It couldn't have been a magic bullet that somehow yeah. just defied physics, Steve. Yeah, I mean, maybe it bounced I mean, off the the, the Quarter Street uh, buildings on Elm and came back. I guess you it, know. It, yeah. it couldn't have. It couldn't have just stopped in the middle of the the. Uh, it couldn't have just stopped in the middle of the air and done a U turn. Yeah. I'll uh, I'll get the. I, I'll get this clip up here really quick. I'll okay, get, yeah. Uh, we might have some calls calling in. Some people want, might want to ask some questions. Everybody's pretty vocal on the uh, JFK assassination. And oddly enough, serendipitously enough, we I have... I, yeah. I, I saw his son. I saw yeah. the, the RFK Jr. just said right. that, his, uh, mm-hmm. that uh, his his uncle was murdered by the CIA. There's no doubt that the... Right. The uh, the CIA murdered his uncle, and it's like, well, you know, yep. I uh, I usually don't vote Democrat, and I usually <laughs> I usually don't I don't vote for either side. They they I don't I I don't buy into the left right paradigm. But I gotta say, you know, you should really try to run independent, buddy, because yeah. man, I'd vote for you. <laughs> no, he, he's he's going to be a spoiler. He's just going to be a spoiler. That's all there is to it. He's denounced vaccination. He's he's fought against 5G. RFK Jr. has actually won a case in the Supreme Court against 5G, proving it is not safe. But the FCC went right around it with this OTARD ruling. And we know a lot about that. Hey, while you're looking for that clip really quick, I've got a good caller that calls in a lot, quite a bit. And he's in Texas. Uh, he might have some things to add to this, uh, Popeye. I'm gonna, let's go to Patrick in Texas and see what Patrick has to say. Patrick, are you there, buddy? Yes, uh, I'll be quick there. I was listening to Red Pill 78, and this guy by the name of Corey Good, I think it was. And he's like Jim Petzler. He's done real deep dives. And there's all all the uh, photos of Daily Plaza was been scrubbed. They've been they've been blurred out. Except he found one of them where the, this one cop was interrogating this guy in this costume, like a wizard con- costume, with a, with a big long cone hat on, and he had like this masonic long dress on. And uh, he said that is a Purim costume, and they even had a little. A little child out there in a Purim uniform. In other words, that was a ritualistic killing of JFK. And uh, they come dressed for the occasion and everything. Uh, Have you ever heard that? Yeah, you know, there's a lot of connections to all these occult groups. There's no question about that. I, You know, in, in particular, you know, I, I don't know about all the particulars, of course, but they had a big celebration before the big event the night before, Richard Nixon. A lot of these people were there. Old man Bush was George H. Walker Bush is said to have been there. He had called in from uh, Houston uh, earlier, and so he wasn't that far away from Dallas. There's no question about it. Even J. Edgar Hoover said something about uh, that must that must have been George Bush. Uh, they talked about the George Bush from the CIA, but then they said no, he wasn't with the CIA. And yes, he was. He was involved in Operation Zapata, the Bay of Pigs. He was definitely involved with those people back at that time. So there's no question about it. And then there's a fellow by the name of George DeMorenschelt that we could talk about as well. George DeMorenschelt spoke Russian, and he was a good friend of the Oswalds. He had, they uh, had dinner together. They talked quite a bit. This man uh, had, was working with the anti. Uh, well, he, I guess he was with the, you know, for a while had been in the military, and you know he had been in the anti-Soviet uh, uh, part of the uh, CIA or Operation Ajax people over there that were working that Gladio in that whole period of time after World War II, and he was the Oswald's handler for a while. Uh, so we know about him, and he had contacted George. 
H. Walker Bush. You can read his own comments on his wiki page. He's telling George H. Walker Bush, Bush at this time he's head of the CIA that he has spooks following him around. And would you please, if you can, sir, call them off? We've been good friends. And, of course, old man Bush said, I think you're just kind of stressed out, George. You know, I think what you need to do is, you know, just relax. I mean, I, and, of course, and then shortly thereafter, uh, George de Morinchelt, uh suffered uh, a suicide, I guess. Uh, he blew his head off with a shotgun and was never called in to the house. House uh, Subcommittee on Assassinations, which ruled that it was a conspiracy. So, friends, the lone gunman has been dead since '76. You know, it's been it's been gone a long, long time, really. Hey, and uh, yeah, go ahead, go ahead, Patrick. I just want to mention one more thing there, uh, that uh, Bobby Kennedy, well, he put this guy by Mickey Cohen, who's Jewish, in Alcatraz, and it was a uh, Supreme Court justice. Uh, they got him out. He was uh, not Marshall, but um, Warren, Earl Warren, got him out, which is very unusual. And, and, and John hated Earl Warren. But uh, the, so, and then Bobby was killed in, in Mickey Cohen's hotel room. So there's another Jewish connection. And the whole thing was, uh, you know, it was a Masonic ritual. Uh, it, was, uh, it was on the 33rd parallel. Uh, all, all, it, was, it was symbolic, which is Jewish Masonic. Uh, symbolism all over the place. So I, it stinks the high heavens of, of, a, of a basically uh, a Jewish hit. And I uh, thank you for taking my call. All right. Thanks, Patrick. Yeah, there's a lot of questions about that, of course. And, and you know, uh, Popeye and I have talked extensively about the assassination of Bobby Kennedy as well, because uh, we've both interviewed uh, Dr. W uh, Bill Pepper who was the guy who actually discovered uh, or actually interviewed uh, Sirhan Sirhan. He was the one who uh, uh, represented the, the King family in the posthumously uh, famous trial of, uh, 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 oh, my God, James Earl Ray, James Earl Ray, you know, the man who, who was supposed to have shot uh, Martin Luther King. And that was also ruled, uh, you know, they ruled it, uh, after the fact, uh, Ray had already died. They said that Ray was not the assassin. That was the ruling there. There was a CIA hit involved in MLK as well. So you have three of them, JFK, MLK, and Bobby Kennedy. And yes, uh, RFK Jr. knows this very well. We know the, the bodyguard, the whole situation. There was a second shooter. This was confirmed by other witnesses, friends, in that Ambassador Hotel. So, Papa, I don't know how you're doing, buddy. You find a clip you want to play, or what, where are we going now? I got a, I got a couple of things uh, lined up. Good. And to answer your caller's question, um, there is there is an occult aspect to uh, whenever they do a major thing like killing Kennedy or 9-11. You know, 9-11 was a massive cremation of care ritual um there's a, a huge occult aspect to 9-11 i did a huge, an entire broadcast about this um same thing with um uh the killing of kennedy what they did with kennedy it's called the killing of the king and it was a, it it's a it is a definitely a sacrifice it's a it is a an occult ritual, and it is very much whether or not, and uh, it's not a it's it's not a it's it's not the Jews did it thing or anything retarded like that. It's uh, it, it, this isn't about Judaism or about Christianity or about Hinduism or about. Um, you know, the Muslims or any of that, the, the, the people at the very tippy top, are, those are, they pretend to be in those religions. They pretend to be that they believe in something much darker and more evil. And that's what they worship. And yeah. when yeah. they do their, when they do their, you know, rituals and their sacrifices, that's what they're worshiping. That's what they're, you know, sacrificing to. So when they killed Kennedy, that's what they were sacrificing him to. Whatever, you know, whatever you want to call it, Satan or Enki, because 
I mean, I've done shows with Christopher Everard where, uh, for those of you that don't know him, he's a British filmmaker and he's a great researcher. And Christopher, you know, Chris is, uh, uh, you know, he's had audio where from the OTO, you know, the Ordo Templi Orientis, where these guys are, he's played it on my show, where they're chanting and worshiping Lord Enki. Now these are these are people from the Church of you know the uh, OTO, and it was it was members of the OTO and the Church of Satan that were worshiping Lord Enki. Enki, if you're not familiar, Enki is one of the Anunnaki from mm-hmm. the Sumerian creation myths. Right, right. And they were worshiping the Lord Enki. So they were they weren't worshiping Lucifer or Satan. They were worshiping the Anunnaki. So it, all of this is connected. They it doesn't matter if you believe in it or you know, oh, I don't I don't believe in that stuff. I don't think it doesn't look you don't have to believe in it. It doesn't matter if your beliefs jive with this. There's dope. The people that run things, the people that have their hands on the levers of power currently, they believe in this. Yeah. So you have to at least have a basic understanding of it so you can understand what you are up against. And they believe in this. So, yes, they did a ritual called the killing of the king. And that's what happened when they murdered Kennedy in a very public fashion in front of everybody. They did that on purpose. They didn't have to kill him in Dealey Plaza and blow his brains out in front of everybody very publicly. They did so on purpose. It's a multifaceted thing. A, it's a ritual, like I just said. B, it's a very public statement. It sends a message to the people in power. Let's let's Lyndon Johnson know like what they're capable of so because everybody since has towed the line and if they don't tow the line then they assassinate their character because they they don't have to assassinate them you know physically they know what they're capable of they'll just assassinate their character now okay assassinating them physically would be too on the nose they'll just assassinate their character like they did with trump look what they did to him he wouldn't he wouldn't do war he was the first president to not do war, and they admitted that, right? So since he wouldn't play war, what did they do? They went after him. And for right. four years, they just attacked him relentlessly. And then after he got out, they continued to go after him because they don't want him to get back in. So That's they right. have to continue to hammer him. It's, it, it's, it, they don't want him in because they don't, want, and they don't want him to get back in. They don't want what he did to happen again. So... They, they can't have that. So, boom, they assassinate his character. They Kennedy his character, basically. And, That's right. You know, you know uh, a lot kind of people, long-winded, but... No, no, it's, it's right to the point, because uh, a lot of people don't understand that, you know, the Freemasons have made such a hoopla about Lincoln. They built this, uh, you know, Athenian temple and, and placed this, this statue that I think Lincoln would be embarrassed about himself. And if you've ever been to his mausoleum in Springfield... It's even more incredible, really, than the Lincoln Menor, um, Memorial. And Lincoln was never a member of the Freemasons. He he said, I don't have time for this. I just don't want to get involved with it. It's too involved. There's too much. That, he kind of pretended to be dumb. He said, I, I, I can't learn all the stuff that they have there. You know what I mean? But who was also running with Lincoln at the time in he was Secretary of State was William Seward, who was a member of the anti-Freemason party in the 1820s, okay? So these were two people they had to take out, both Seward and Lincoln, and they were both attempts took place. Well, they, they killed Lincoln, of course, John Wilkes Booth did, and uh, but there was another attempt on Seward going on simultaneously. It was like 9-11. All this was happening at once, that very same night at the same time. So they were trying to get rid of Seward and Lincoln at that time after the war. Now, what happened uh, in July of 1866, which was about uh, maybe 16 months after the assassination, Albert Pike, a, a crappy general who should have been hung as for war crimes, is in the White House with Andrew Johnson. And Andrew Johnson is showing obedience to him and all this kind of stuff like that. We know about Albert Pike, Morrison Dogma. So he's uh, 
you know, what is he doing in the White House after all of this? You have to ask this question is, how is this guy that started the Knights of the Golden Circle, they said, well, associated with them, maybe even the KKK. He is in the White House with Andrew Johnson just 16 months after the assassination of Lincoln. I mean, it's really questionable, isn't it? That's fine. Stop asking questions. That's fine. You know, I, when they were tearing statues down, I was like, hey, are they going to tear down? You know, I was like, the one statue they, they should tear down is maybe the one of Albert Pike. And then that actually got brought up. They were like, oh, my God, are they going to tear down the statue of Albert Pike? And I was like, whoa, somebody actually brought it up. Are they going to do it? And they didn't do it. And I was, yeah. they were like, oh, they're going to tear the statue of Albert Pike down. I was like, no, they're not. They're, they're never do it. I guarantee you they'll never allow that to happen. I they think won't they, allow you know, it. I think they did move it, though, Popeye, because they were afraid it was going to be, you know, a target or something like that. So I think they did actually take it. Take it. Nobody tore it down, but I think they moved it. Because, right. They probably went in with reverence yeah. and probably levitated yeah. it using their... <laughs> Using their Egyptian pyramid technology and probably had it levitated out of there. There's absolutely no way they would allow that statue to get torn down. There's absolutely no way. They'll allow every other statue to get torn down. Not that statue. There's just absolutely no way. No way would they allow Pike's statue to get torn down. Right, right. Yep. Well, that's the way it goes with these people. You know, I mean, they're running things and they want to let you know they're running things. Now we know there's even questions about John Lennon's death. Mark David Chapman was behind uh, Lennon at about 20 feet in the dark. And it looks like the grouping of, of the shots that hit Link, or not Lincoln, John Lennon uh, were in a tight group. Like they might have been on a mounted tripod or something like that. There's even questions about John Lennon's death now that are coming up. Friends, we're not being told the truth by our lying media here. And that's why RBN is so important. That's why what we're doing here is so important. If you want to find out more about uh, Popeye, I'm going to shamelessly plug you again, Popeye, because you'd never do it. Rabbit Hole Radio on Rumble. <laughs> and uh, he's got a great, I don't know if you're going to get your website back up and working soon or not, but, you know, uh, you've been doing I'm it for trying. You. All right, buddy. I have so many, th- I have so many <laughs> irons in the fire and so many things going on right now. It's. It's, uh, it's, uh, yeah, I had some issues with, um, with my web server, the, the, the hosting company yeah. that I was using at the time. And, uh, you know, I have, a I have a rather large video and audio library. Yes, you do. Of my archives. So oh, yeah. it's kind of hard to host everything all at once. I know. I know. Popeye used one to sell, spot, he used to sell the uh, hard drives, you know, one terabyte hard drives and stuff with that. Hey, we got a break coming up in a minute here and uh, we want to get to that of course, but you know, if any other callers want to call in, uh, we'll try to get you in, in the uh, next segments or so. Good uh, stuff. Pop- when we get back, I got those clips, too, for you. Oh, good. Yeah, we definitely want to listen to these clips that you have. Any clips that you have, I'd love to hear some stuff from Judith. I know. When is that going to be up, though? I know you just got it done. How, how soon? No, is it's it? up. It's up on Rumble. All oh, six it's already and a half up. Hours. Yeah, it's up. The live right. stream is up there. People can go listen. She breaks down how the SV40 virus works, uh-huh. why it's so dangerous, how mRNA, uh, the mRNA technology works. Yeah. Why that? Why they're so bad? Because, you know, the, those, the mRNA um, vaccines, whatever you want to call them, because it's really not a vaccine, but th- how that mRNA technology, um, yeah. Yeah. Wh- you know, how it works. Why the polio vaccine was a horrible vaccine because they can piggyback anything on top of the polio vaccine. So, they, like, they can take it and use it as a. Uh, they can basically use it as a vehicle to put anything to put other things on top of it and have other things ride in on top of that right on got a break we'll be right back stay tuned ladies and gentlemen to rbn we'll follow up You are tuned in to the Republic Broadcasting Network. Visit our website by going to republicbroadcasting.org. 
there, are you going to wait till the cows come home to get your new ease-off drop-and-lift? What in the world is an ease-off drop-and-lift? Our ease-off is a new tool to increase production for your meat processing company that will get that whole hog or half a beef on or off your rail with our remote control. That sounds great, but can I afford it? Sure, and the ease-off installs fast. The effortless operation will reduce fatigue, speed up your line, and increase profits. Okay, I'm convinced. Where can I get my ease-off? Go to easeoff.com. That's E-A-Z-E-O-F-F dot com. And hurry, because we're offering free shipping for a limited time. Easeoff.com. We make pigs fly. Cows, too. Easeoff, LLC, 417-932-6419. Extendivite, a seven-herb combination of garlic, cayenne, hawthorn, bilberry, ginkgo biloba, valerian, and milk thistle. Extendivite is designed to strengthen the heart and arteries and help the body heal itself. Doctors are not able to explain the improvements they are seeing in their patients' health who are taking Extendivite. People who once needed more pills are now taking less and getting better. Due to the unexplainable improvements in their patients' health, more doctors are calling to order Extendivite for themselves. Help Extendivite make your doctor a believer. Extendivite is available in capsule or liquid form for just $69.95 for a two-month supply. To get started, call 1-877-928-8822. That's 1-877-928-8822. Or visit heartdrop.com. Extend your life with Homeowners, if your lender has gone out of business or sold your transaction to another lender or servicer, you may be the victim of a wrongful foreclosure resulting in the loss of your home. If you've already lost your home, are in foreclosure, or even in good standing, you can challenge the mortgage transaction's illegal issue and your property can be restored to you. And your foreclosure can be stopped or reversed and the mortgage transaction declared unenforceable. State laws, U.S. title codes, the Uniform Commercial Codes, and U.S. Supreme Court rulings have upheld that defective mortgage documentations can reverse or stop foreclosures and enforce property title claims in favor of the homeowner. We are having successes in stopping the process of foreclosure, the enforcement of the foreclosure judgments, the sale of property, and evictions after the sale. We are not attorneys, and we don't give legal advice. We are a professional team of legal researchers, providing forensic mortgage audits and expert witnesses. We have the knowledge to produce the evidence and enforce laws regarding your legal issues. We've been in business for 12 years without a complaint. Consultations are free, and we provide a free title search to confirm if your mortgage has legal defects. Please call 855-253-3748. 855-2-KEEP-IT-TODAY. Another ragtag band Declaring independence Laid their bodies down On a bloody war And liberty for their descendants Thanks to the renegades Free today Thanks to the renegades We're free today There you are, renegades, friends, and uh, they call us that, but I think we're the real patriots, ladies and gentlemen. We believe in what this country should stand for, our constitutional rights, our Bill of Rights. Now uh, Biden is wanting to take uh, away people's guns in the south, uh, down in Texas, along the border, and all that kind of stuff. You know, the governors need to stand up. Sheriffs need to stand up. Friends, we cannot allow all of these people from all over the world to run our private lives the way they are against the law. Against the law, they're doing it. And that's why we need to uh, band together. That's why you need to keep supporting RBN. I'm just a volunteer, friends. I'm uh, you know, not on the payroll here, but I'm here because, like you, we've got to keep fighting for this country. Popeye knows. Popeye was involved uh, uh, in the cleanup out there or the workings of what happened in 9-11. And we didn't even talk about that, Popeye. You want to get into that a little bit? Well, uh, if we have time. 
Oh, we got a, we another could, uh, 30 minutes. So, you know, uh, we'll, we'll, whatever you, wherever you want to go, buddy. You know, I mean, I know you, uh, Popeye's been involved in the whole thing with 9-11 for a long, long time as well. You know, a personal yeah. connection to it all. Yeah. Go ahead, buddy. Just give us a quick view. Uh, I was, a. Uh... I, I, I was a, a I hate to I hate using the term first responder, um, but yes, I was a I was a, a firefighter on 9/11, and I helped out with the first uh, the, with the Red Cross, and um, uh, yeah, it was a very uh, personal subject to me. And then um, actually, it took me a couple of years to look at like the videos and stuff uh, from that day. It was very uh, I, I I had a PTSD from it, and. Wow. Uh, a couple of years later, I looked at it again, and I when I looked at it again, I was like, "Wait a minute, something's not right." And that's actually what got me looking into it because it, it the I saw Thierry Masson's book, um, The Incredible Lie, and I was pissed off actually, and I wanted to go over to France and make him eat the book <laughs> because he, you know because he was you know he challenged he was like you know I think the government did it basically, and uh, I was like, "How dare he!" Uh, you know, and it came out not too long after 9/11, and I was pretty pissed off at him. And I, I was like, "How dare this guy from France write this book saying that our government did this? Who does he think he is?" And here, here I was, someone that was like, "Yeah, the government killed John F. Kennedy," <laughs> but I, it was because of my personal connection to what happened that day because I was so close to it as a firefighter. Um, the PTSD I was experiencing was actually causing like, you know, cognitive dissonance. And, um, as soon as I was able to like start to like realize that I think I had PTSD from it and I started to like, like accept that. And I started to like deal with that and I started to look at it more. Uh, I was like, you know, all right, something's up. I let because the more I looked at it with my logical mind, I put my emotions to the side. Um, I had gone to school for arson investigation and, you know, you study explosions and all this and explosion investigation. And I was like, wait, this doesn't make sense. You know, that fires don't do that. And it was just, I was like, this doesn't make any sense. And the more I, the more I went back and I looked at it, I was like, Hmm. And then I started researching and I started, you know, looking things up. And then I started discovering, I I started stumbling upon like different documentaries. And I don't mean just loose change. Yeah, I saw loose change, but there was interesting scientific documentaries that were being put out at that time period, too. Um, There was uh, there was a great documentary at the time called uh, Improbable Collapse, which was a great documentary. And it was it was it went over the science of it, and it was just, you know from from my perspective as a firefighter and as someone who was trained in arson investigation, I was just like, okay, this is the way I this is how I want to look at it. This is the avenue I want to look at it. And the more science and the more logic that you applied to it, the more you were like, okay, you know this didn't happen the way that they say it happened. And on that day, and it made me think of that day and the things that I remembered from that day. And I was like, huh, yeah, you know, I remember a lot of things from that day that they're saying didn't happen either. Now that I research, I started remembering things and I went back and I researched the things that I remembered happening and they were like, Oh, that didn't happen. And I was like, wait a minute. You know, I remembered that happening. You, you can't tell me that didn't happen. I remembered that happening. Yeah. And then I was like, okay, now I know they're lying. Wow. Now, now, and I already knew, you know, I had the, the bumper sticker on my pickup truck long before, you know, I was, you know, before 9-11, it said the same thing Ron Paul had on his desk that said, don't steal, the government hates competition. You yeah. know, so right. I, right. I, I already didn't trust them, you know, long, long before this. So... At 9-11 was kind of like my wake-up call after I, I, but it took me a couple of years to get past that emotional connection to it because of, you know, as a firefighter and being, sure. you know, like a, a first responder to the event, it, it has an emotional connection to it. Yeah. Um, so, but. That happened to a lot of people. 
It did. I yes. mean, there were a lot of people out there that were having trouble, struggles with it all, because, you know, coming to that, you know, I had actually studied the Oklahoma City bombing, and we were talking about the barometric bomb, and we were sending out faxes and things like that, talking about this whole thing, and I, I knew everything, uh, a lot about what had happened there earlier, and there's a great film out called A Noble Lie, A Noble Lie, about uh, Oklahoma City that shows you that that was not what we were told either. Of course, uh, Officer Terrence Yakey, great man. He was uh, given the award for Officer of the Year, you know, carrying little children up. There's pictures of him. He knew something was wrong, and they murdered him as well. See, again, they're covering up everything that's going on here. Well, I even knew about Oklahoma City, but when 9-11 happened, I was thinking like, you know, like a lot of people, uh, Popeye, I'm saying, well, this is over the top. They wouldn't try anything like this. And I was kind of in a funk for a little while there because uh, it was uh, late 2001 and I was in transition. My documentary had failed uh, to make any money. We were in all this debt and I'd done all this work and everything like that to get it out there. We couldn't get distribution on HIV equals AIDS, factor fraud. That was the name of the documentary. And I exposed the whole HIV thing. And I was still going through that. And I was writing a little bit. And when 9-11 happened, I, I was kind of confused. I, I, what, the thing that really bothered me about it, to be honest with you, was I was writing my Lincoln stuff at that time. And I remember everybody getting geared up for the Civil War. I was right in the middle of that. And when they were talking about this warfare over there, I was saying, do people even know what we're getting into here? It reminds me of what happened right at the beginning of the Civil War when uh, the South really garnered up a lot of uh, troops there on the on right on the Potomac River, and then the people in the, the Union after Fort Sumter were flooding in to join the enlistments, and I said, this is going to get out of control, and here we we're going to chase 50 to 100 Taliban terrorists in Afghanistan, and yet, next thing you know, we're in this full-time war, and I'm thinking, something was wrong here. Well, come to a long story, uh, it took me a while. I was determined to prove 9-11 was what they said it was, so I started looking at films, and what I saw World Trade Center 7, and I started looking at this. I said, it took me a while to come around, too. I said, oh, my God, this was a false flag. This was controlled demolition. Now, just to sum it all up, uh, I was quite well aware of it by the time me, you, and Tuscan, and other people got, got involved in all this. We were doing our shows quite a bit on this. I thought this would be the end of the mainstream news media. I thought, they cannot get away with telling this lie. We have got to stop this. Because I hated the media already. And it took me a while, too. But I, I, I came to the realization that it was real. But, and, but then, about that time, I remember Richard Gage was starting his organization, Architects and Engineers for 9-11 Truth. And I helped him with his media, uh, kind of his media panel to begin with to get him started. But I told him this, Popeye. I said, look, look you know, you're going to have to get into the dirty business of, 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 fi of filing accusations and getting the law enforcement involved in all this. Otherwise, all you're doing is going to end up as a coffee clutch table with a book on it and people, you know, looking at this in the past. And, he's, and you know, look what's happened. We got 3,600 architects and engineers signed up now and about another 15,000 people like you and me on his list. It's really not gone anywhere after all this time. I thought Donald Trump might expose it. He knew something was they, wrong. He, yeah, go they ahead. They booted him. Yeah. They they booted him from architects and engineers, too. Did they? So yeah. Wow. They, they, well, because they got, they infiltrated it. Cass Sunstein wrote uh, a white paper about infiltrating 9-11 truth groups when he was, he was a member of the Obama administration. Mm -hmm. And he wrote a white paper about infiltrating 9-11 truth groups. Uh, and and conspiracy groups uh, back during the Obama administration, and they actually wrote that conspiracy-oriented groups were becoming too powerful, and 9-11 truth groups were becoming too powerful, and that they needed to be taken down. Yeah. And the only way to do it would be the most the, the proper the well, the best way and the most efficient way would be to take would be to infiltrate them because yeah. if you took them on head on there there you would just empower them so the the best way to take them out would be to infiltrate them and take them out from within and cause strife cause problems within and you saw that you saw all the now where's nine where's the 9-11 truth movement yeah you know it's really you, gone a long ways i mean they keep right. trying to get these trials and cases and they still got some things there you can go to a 9-11 truth and, uh, you know, like we are change used to have you know yep. yearly events in New York City to mark 
every the the year the yearly anniversary, and they don't do that anymore yeah. because they cause such um, strife in We Are Change, where you know where everybody was arguing with each other, and they caused such discontent amongst everybody with different We Are Change groups. Yeah, you know, with people coming in and accusing different people of different things, and everybody all these accusations flying around, fighting, and everything else. Now nobody talks. Now nobody gets along. You know, and it happened with all with it didn't matter in every group, not just nine eleven, but every group they used the same mo. Right. You know, the Fukushima groups, the JFK groups, the you know, you know, the nine eleven groups, the every research community that was you know together, they they did it. It was all around the time of Ferguson, and then what they did was they got everybody arguing over a simple black versus white. You right. know, racism. And they brought everything down to very base, simple things. Yeah. And they got everybody arguing over stupid stuff. And then while everybody's arguing over this culture war crap, it's it's really the haves versus the have-nots. It's the, the uh, if, whatever you want to call them, the Illuminati. I like to refer to them as the powers that shouldn't be. But they, it's them. It's the same, very same agenda-pushing people, the globalists, the one-world government people, it's them. It's the same agenda that yeah. they're pushing, and everybody was starting to come together, and they went, uh-oh, uh-oh, they're starting to realize that they have power if they come together. Well, we can't have that, and they, with, you know, within right. a few short strides, they got everybody arguing amongst themselves again yeah. over over the most basic of things. Anyway, I know we're running out of time, so I'm going to play. I got two clips yeah. I can try to squeeze in here really quick. <laughs> One is uh, here's Judith really quick. This is her yes. talking about. Um, this is her talking about polio, and this this is her. I'll, I'll let this play. This is her talking about what she thinks is next. This is this is her talking about, and this is where she talks about polio and how the polio vaccine and the SV40 vaccine and how it's used. How the polio vaccine can be used to um, as like a transportation device. So this is because I was I was touching on this. So I'm going to play this for a second. It's going to be very hard to foist upon the public another round of things against the adults. Now, remember, they approach very carefully uh, pregnant women and children to get uh, these vaccinations, which they are still uh, CDC is still recommending to their everlasting shame and to the very horror of doing this to our, our babies our children, our pregnant women, because we know and anybody who studied the SV40 monkey virus sees that this virus has penetrated and lives in the DNA and it's how many people are carrying it. It causes cancer. And then you have messenger RNA that's being reassembled right there inside the cell, okay, the nucleus of the cell, and then it's extruded and it makes copies of itself, you know, into the regular part of the cell. And they're telling us it has nothing to do with the DNA that's sitting right next to it, right there inside the, nu- the nucleus of the cell. Of course it does. And it's, in other words, of course it's leaking into the DNA and changing things, just like we have the SB40 monkey virus leak- it lives in the DNA in our bodies. And uh, it's most of the time it's latent. But if the situation uh, turns a certain way, let's say it mutates a little. Do you know that the monkey virus is the first virus that, uh, except for the polio virus, that has been recreated artificially in biological weapon uh, uh, exercises and in bio labs? You may not have known that, but that's how simple it is. It's a very simple, just like the SB40. Uh, monkey virus and the uh, again the uh, the polio virus the virus that vaccine the polio vaccine here's the problem if you look at it it it's typical of like a bacteriophage uh, virus in that it, it has little legs and then it has a platform it has a an area of uh, genes and everything it's all wrapped up nice little bundle. And then on top of that, like a flat platform, on top of that flat, flat pat, platform, you can put almost anything. 
anything that will match that platform in that section uh, can be, and, and guess what? The monkey virus fits it perfectly, fits right on top of the polio virus. Like it polio rides virus. on top of it? It piggybacks it right in, that's right. It, absolutely. And they did not, why didn't they notice it? Because, again, this virus is so tiny compared to the usual viruses. They're looking at their RNA, this little DNA virus. It, it's, it, so help me, it's just like a rubber band. Try and find the rubber band in a, in a pot of rice. I mean, you, you missed it. Uh, the, uh, every time they, they did their, uh, think of a, a roll of, uh, a rolled up, uh, you have a, a big ball of yarn. And as you pull it out, okay, the, that ball is going to get smaller and smaller. The point is, this little virus can like, like unwrap itself and go right through the, their porcelain filters and everything. And then it reassembles on the other side. So they didn't even know the virus. Of course, they're not going to check for viruses on the other side of a porcelain uh, filter that with pressures gotten rid of every single virus they ever saw. But they weren't little and they were not connected to the polio virus like this is which is so small now the polio virus is very unusual it's the very first virus that we created artificially in the lab why would we do such a thing well it turns out the polio virus again can piggyback in almost any kind of virus you can think of it will carry it so what do we have going on we have the the sv40 monkey virus we know was attached and piggybacked on top of the polio vaccine viruses and these were had the why they had grown the polio virus on top of the chopped up kidneys of rhesus monkeys and green african greens loaded just loaded with oncologically specific viruses that cause cancer in mammals and they're saying it doesn't do that to us no it's a latent matter Okay, we're we're not we're not monkeys. It's latent, just like the herpes virus is latent in our bodies. Okay, so that's just a tidbit. But she gets wow. into she yeah. gets into more. She breaks down the mRNA stuff. Uh, she gets into a ton of stuff. She breaks into she gets into like she breaks down how the SV40 virus attacks the body and like how it you know she gets into how she she worked on the glycerin um, that they actually use to hold the viruses in that they, that they then stick into deep freeze storage in like liquid nitrogen. And she, I said, you know, do you think the weaponized cancer that they used against Chavez uh, was the same stuff that they, you know, that you guys made? She said, yeah, I have no doubt. Cause you could, you could deep freeze, you know, the stuff, that they had and keep it on freeze forever and they could replicate it too. So, you know, they could just take the stuff they had and then replicate it and keep freezing it. So, and I, I could squeeze one more quick clip in here. Okay. Yeah. Get, I'll, yeah. I'll play a little bit of audio. This is the strange deaths. <clears throat> I promised you, uh, this is Penn Jones jr. Talking about some of the strange deaths associated with the Kennedy assassination. We are at the office of Penn Jones Jr. in Midlothian, Texas, 25 miles from the Dallas courthouse. For the past two years, he alone in the Dallas area has conducted an independent investigation into the assassination of President Kennedy. Well, I love President Kennedy very much. I was one of the few weekly newspapers that covered the Ruby trial. And my actual investigating did not begin until I started reading the Warren Report and realized that something was very, very much amiss in reading that report. I really believe that the only way you can believe the Warren Report is to not read it. Have you found it difficult to uncover the facts this time? Yes, it's very difficult. Witnesses are reluctant. Some of them have gone into hiding, or at least cannot be found by me. And many, in many cases, the police have actually told, or in some case, some witnesses say, federal authorities have told them 
not to talk about the assassination. Uh, the witnesses are frightened. Uh, some of them went into hiding. I'm, I'm sure that I spent at least one month searching for Earlene Roberts. I don't know of any person, any newsman, or any investor. Yeah. That's what happened. A lot of these people uh, disappeared or wouldn't talk Quite anymore. Quite startling. Now, of course, she is dead. And she's not the only one. There are at least eight persons now dead, either from murder or at least strange deaths, who were closely related to Jack Ruby or Lee Harvey Oswald. Can you give us one, one instance uh, of a witness uh, who died a strange death? Well, let's take the case of Betty Mooney McDonald, one of Jack Ruby's strippers. A fellow named Warren Reynolds saw a man running from the scene of the Tibbet slaying. Shortly thereafter, Reynolds was shot through the head. And before Reynolds was shot, he could not identify the man running from the scene as Oswald. Then he was shot through the head, and a fellow named Garner was arrested. Then McDonald was the alibi for Garner. She said Garner could not have shot Reynolds because he was with me at the time. Two days after her alibi, Mooney... Betty Mooney McDonald was arrested for fighting with a roommate, although the roommate was not arrested. McDonald was put in jail that night, and an hour later she was found hanged in her cell. And, of course, the Dallas police said she hung herself. Right. Did Reynolds finally testify before the commission? After Reynolds recovered from his wound, he testified and was able to identify Oswald. Wow. Interesting. That's one of the uh, examples, and there, there are many others. Bill Hunter was shot through the heart in the police station out in Long Beach, California. Uh, Cody, M. Cody on the Times Herald was killed by a karate chop to the throat uh, in his apartment in Dallas. And the man that uh, was most likely uh, hey, we suspect gotta run. was not even in there you go. Well, run. There's there's plenty of there's plenty of more like I said there's there's plenty of interesting stuff when it comes to the Kennedy Kennedy assassination so there you have it Steve all right uh, thanks for having radio. me brother my pleasure Rabbit Hole Radio ladies and gentlemen look him up on uh, he's on uh, Rumble thanks for joining us. Einstein once said, future medicine will be the medicine of frequencies. What did he know? Imagine you hear ocean waves caressing a beach, or a favorite song from the past, or the trickle of the babbling brook. All of these are sound frequencies that positively affect us. Terahertz is a soothing, healing frequency that has been proven to resonate at the same frequency as healthy cells. It penetrates the body and stimulates new healthy cell growth. Want to diminish muscle aches, joint pains, and experience a greater sense of well-being? Tired of spending money on short-term remedies that never seem to work? Soothing, healing, relaxing terahertz frequency is now available and as handy as flipping a switch. Terahertz technology is changing the course of what we were taught about how to maintain our health and well-being. To read more about this amazing breakthrough and to order your terahertz frequency want, go to naturalearthmedicine.com. That's naturalearthmedicine.com. This is RBN.
The Republic Broadcasting Network.